0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Building Wealth Now. I am your host, Jason Kokenzie. So glad that you joined us. Welcome to all of you guests today and to you subscribers. Thank you for being the superstars that you are. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Glad that you're here as well. And if you're saying, wait a minute, I have not heard a podcast. What happened? I thought you fell off the placement of this planet. Well, here's the deal. I took a couple weeks off because my family was out traveling across the United States doing our thing. And so I didn't want to stop and do a podcast because of that. Is that all right? So, thank you for those of you who were asking. I appreciate that and uh, had a great time. As many of you know, we homeschool our children. And so because of that, we take them often to historic places to teach them what we've been uh, reading and learning in the homeschool world. And so I had a lot of time, fun time doing that. We were up at Williamsburg, Virginia, and all that general area showing and teaching those different types of things. So anyways, we're glad that uh, you're here today. Glad to be back on and jumping through this whole podcast. Building Wealth Now. Uh, This is a podcast for those of you who are new, that we want to teach people how to retire early, what we call FIRE, Financial Independence Retirement Early. Maybe you just want to be financially independent, not retire early. That's where I stand. Um, Although we can retire, I love to do things. I love to teach. I love to help people uh, learn how to retire early, build financial independence through business systems and residual income. And that's key. And so if you don't know what all that is, there's lots of podcasts that I talk about that, especially during the early days of the podcast. So go check that out. Uh, But uh, I believe the best way to retire early this life is through business systems that focus on residual income. Residual income is crucial to retiring early or to financial independence. And... This is important for us to understand because, guys, I'm going to tell you something. This is kind of the segue into our uh, topic. We've we've peppered different podcast episodes specifically on the world of stocks and things like that, and all that kind of good stuff. And I, I want to talk a little bit more about stocks today. Um, why I don't focus on stocks, bonds, mutual funds, all that kind of stuff, because they are too cyclical that they could really cause some major financial problems. If you don't believe me, ask the baby boomer generation. Now, I know because I've heard it for a long time that the stock market, specifically the S&P 500, has a historic return on investment of 12.5%. I, I get that. I, I, I know what the historic rate of percent of return is, but here's the thing. I could care less what that historic rate of return is. To me, that historic rate of return has zero value to, to me or to anybody else. I don't look at the stock market as a buy and hold system. Okay? I, I don't look at it that way. I'll tell you here in just a minute why. But I want to talk to you about IPOs. In the last couple weeks, there's been some big IPOs out there, and there's going to be some more releases of some big IPOs here, um, it released here shortly. You're saying, what in the world's an IPO? For those of you who might uh, you know, be new to learning about building wealth and, and, and financial independence, you're probably... You're probably reading about the stock market, which I'm not saying don't learn about it. There's definitely money to be made in the stock market. But for a long-term offering, I don't necessarily recommend it to be your sole source of an investment. But what is an IPO? An IPO is basically initial public offering. Basically, when a company is private, that means all of their financials are closed, secret, hidden. Um, the public doesn't know what they're doing. Okay, but an IPO is when a company who's private decides that they want to go public. They want to have their company on the stock market. Now, there's a lot more detail to all of this than just this. But I'm going to give them just a very quick layman's perspective. And what they do is they release their financial statements. And basically what they're saying to the public is that we want you to start investing in us. Okay, We want you to start investing in us. And so... They list eventually, they have some different criteria that they have to go through in order to be um, a public company, but what they do is they, they initially post it on Wall Street, and then they have a specific day that they go public, and then you can buy shares. Now, I just want to give you my opinion on IPOs. In my opinion, IPOs are actually not good things to invest in initially, In my observation of IPOs, and I've looked at several, and I always do this just to see what's going on, is that IPOs are never good investments on day one or day two. IPOs are typically things that start off high and typically take a turn within a few days, typically. And I'm gonna tell you, I've seen observe a lot of them and, and all of the IPOs, and yes, I'm making a blanket statement because honestly, I cannot remember one that did the opposite of this, but let's just say an IPO was up for a company. So for instance, one of the, the IPOs that was here recently released was for Lyft. In other words, Uber's competition. Lyft just released their IPOs. And I'll be very honest with you, and I do not remember all the numbers here. But I'm just going to give you an idea that, that the initial offering of, of Lyft, I believe, was in the 80s. In fact, if I remember right, which I could be wrong, I think it was $87 a share. So one share cost $87. $87.00. Now, if you go to Lyfts, which I believe is L-Y-F-T, that is actually their ticker symbol. Their ticker symbol actually now is down in the 70s. Not just the 70s, but I believe the lower 70s. And I think it's actually dropped all the way down to the upper 60s. Now, this ticker symbol for Lyft, the IPO, has only been around for about a week now. Week, week, week and a half. And I'm just telling you, every single time I've seen an IPO happen within the first couple weeks, or first couple days, I should say, the IPO has gone up very high initially, but then dropped within the next couple days substantially. Facebook is another classic example. I watched Facebook's IPO launch, and guess what? Same thing. It went up high and dropped low. Now, this is not to say then an IPO is a bad investment after the drop. And in fact, in many cases, depending on the company, as always, I have seen IPOs to be very good investments. Lyft is one of those uh, things right now that I'm strongly looking at to invest in because, and please understand, everyone, I want to make sure I am not encouraging you to invest in Lyft. And especially if you're brand new, this... I. Please understand, I'm not encouraging you or endorsing you. Everyone here should go, go invest in Lyft. That is not what I'm trying to say to you. I'm just giving you an example to help you understand what it looks like, okay? When Facebook initially started, I do not remember all the numbers there, but it did drop within a few days. But now it's above, I believe, the initial public offering that it used originally was. and so. Facebook was, after a couple days after the drop, was a good investment to invest in. So whenever you see an IPO, obviously this is going to date this particular uh, podcast, which is fine, it's still going to be relevant for future IPOs, Uh, Lyft jumped up for $80-some dollars, did back down to upper 60s, and now is leveling out about the $70 range. It's very possible this is a great investment. Maybe it's not. Okay? Uh, Pinterest is getting ready to launch their IPO here. They've released their information they're going to launch. It's just another one. My recommendation, my recommendation is don't invest in an IPO on the first few days. Let it drop. Let it drop. Because I'm telling you, in my history, I've only always seen them drop almost always, and I'm going to say I've always seen them drop, but I don't want to be super blanket statement. And Then you guys get mad at me and say, well, this one actually didn't. Well, you know, I don't know everything and I don't watch every IPO and there's literally IPOs that launch all the time. Okay. So I'm knowing and, and assuming that there is exceptions to the rule. I get it, But when I look at major IPO launches, such as your Facebooks, your Lyfts, your Ubers, and big companies out there, Pinterest, just big companies, what I can tell you is that that is what I've always seen. Okay? Now, that's an IPO. (laughs) i spent 10 minutes and 40 seconds talking about IPOs. Well, I'll talk about the stock market for just a couple seconds here, and this will probably be a podcast that I talk about at a later day and, and and fan out quite a bit. And as I've already said to you, I do not invest my major investments into the stock market. Now, do I invest in the stock market? Well, obviously, you just heard. When me, when I talk about the, the stock market, yes, I do invest in do I, do I focus a, a large percentage of my money focusing on stock markets? No. Do I give some big money to stock market? Yes. Yes, I do. but in the percentage perspective of my entire investment, it's not as big as what I invest in business systems that revolve around residual income. So here's the deal, guys. As I said, there's a popular uh, financial guru out there that constantly says the historic rate of the S&P 500 is a 12.5% return, and yes, it might be historically a 12.5% return, but here's the problem, guys. Here's why I don't buy into that. Because I know that the baby boomer generation bought into that. And I know a lot of you are buying into that. But here's what I do know. That when you buy into historics. Historics. (laughs) Historics mean nothing. Absolutely nothing when it comes to today. Maybe for the last 30, 40 years, 50 years historically, this has happened at this rate at this time. But what about the last two years? What about the last five years? What if you've invested the large majority of your money in the stock market, and then all of a sudden, you become full retirement age, in one year from now, just hypothetically, hypothetically you turn full retirement age one year from now let's say let's just say you're 66 years old today you've put hundreds of thousands of dollars or maybe thousands of dollars in uh, and p 500 or the mutual fund or whatever and historically it gave you twelve and a half percent historically but all of a sudden economically there's a crash. And that crash happened a year or two or three before you go into full retirement. And now, guess what? You've lost 50% or more of your income because that historic rate went from 12.5% down to 3%. And all that money that you invested because you didn't have time to pull it out because, guys, that's how that whole thing works. That money means nothing to you Until it is pulled out, until it is in your bank account, that money means nothing. It just sits in there. It fluctuates and it means nothing to you until you pull it out. Then all of a sudden you hit 67 and that, I don't know, million, million and a half, two million dollars that you have in the bank is now only worth $500,000 or $350,000. Question for you, who cares about the 12.5% at that rate at that point in time, right? Does that 12.5% really mean a whole lot to you? Historically, when you're about ready to retire and all of a sudden, it's gone. Guys, If you don't believe me, just go and talk to a lot of the baby boomer generation that from the year 2008 lost their retirement income in those historic rates of 12.5% that they invested in by 50% twice in the last 10 plus years. 50% twice. So they may have had, for, for, for number's sake, a million in the stock market that went down to 500,000, that then went down to 250,000. Oops. Do you see the problem? Guys, this is why I invest in business and business systems that focus on residual income because I get to take the money in my pocket now. It's in the bank now. It's in my accounts Now It's not something that I have to wait for maturity to happen. Not something that I have to wait till I'm 67 years old. It's something I get to take now. So, look, I'm not saying don't invest in the stock market because, yes, historically the S&P 500 has had a 12.5%. So take your chances. By the way, this is all chances anyway, right? But what I'm encouraging you is, please don't put all of your eggs in one basket with the historic 12.5% that you think is going to be there when you retire because guess what? It might not be. So I want to encourage you with that. To think differently. Building wealth now, I'm talking now. I'm talking cash in hand, liquid cash right now that you can have. Not tomorrow, not the next day, but now, right? Not when you're 67, 30 years from now, 20 years from now, 40 years from now. I'm talking about right now. That's what I'm talking about. So. The mutual funds, stocks, bonds, whatever it is that you're investing, understand that, that because of the fluctuation of Wall Street, you never know when a bear market's going to happen or a bull run's going to happen. You're saying, uh-oh, you just threw other terms. Sorry, shouldn't have done this at the very end of the podcast. Bear market, bull run, bear market's a bad thing, bull run's a good thing, well, I should say this, bear market's a bad thing on depending on when you invest, a bull market's a good thing, depending on when you invest. Bear market is when the the market drops. Bull run is when the market rises. But again, it all depends on when you invest. If you invest at the top of a bull run, then it's a bad investment. If you invest in the bottom of a bear market, it's a good thing. What you want to do is invest on the bear market bottom and and, and pull out on the bull run top. That's just a simple answer. Okay, sorry, I shouldn't have sprung that on here at the very end, but I did. Guys, here's the deal. Don't Fully rely on the on the stock market. It's an avenue. It's a tool. But think about it this way. You don't know when you become a full retirement age, which, by the way, again, I'm encouraging you to retire within the next 3 to 10 years, not 40 years. If you focus on business systems through residual income, you have the ability to retire now in the next 5 to 10 years as opposed to waiting 30 to 40 years from now, waiting on that whole S&P 500 deal. Okay? That's what I'm talking about. But I'm just encouraging you to build wealth now, not to wait to the end, and hope that that money's there, because you just don't know. Okay? Hey, this is Jason Kukenzi. Go to our Facebook group, TheMasterAce.com, TheMasterAce.com. Hey, follow us there, it's a growing group, it's not a page, it's a group, there's community there, which we have people who ask questions, who get help, who learn about business, business systems, residual income, all kinds of cool stuff, you can go to again, themasterace.com, check it out, okay, check it out, and uh love to see you there, thank you again to all you guests, subscribe, like, share, guys, there's people out there who are looking to change a life financially. And things like this are going to help them look totally different in life. Hope you have a great day. Thank you so much. Look forward to chatting with you soon. Hello, good morning, and welcome to another episode of Building Wealth Now. I am your host, Jason Kokenzie. Hey, thank you for joining us today. Glad that you are here. I'm super excited for you to be here as always. And we got a cool episode today, but uh, let me just first start off and say, hey, welcome to all of you subscribers. Always glad to have you on here. Thank you for being a part of this. And I just want to have you do me a favor, okay? Okay. If you want me to talk about a particular subject matter in regards to, now here's the thing, building wealth now in regards to, okay, business or finances, let me know, okay? I would love to answer your questions. So if you have any specific questions that you want to know, I am here to help you. And uh, you can find me at Facebook. You can just go to our website, Facebook group, themasterace.com, themasterace.com. And uh, feel free to add a question there. i are more than happy to answer it, both on Facebook as well as on this podcast. And so just reference this podcast. Say, hey, I'm a listener of your podcast, and I would like to know your answer to this question. And we'd love to do that. So... Do me a favor, go there, themasterace.com. I would love to help you out any way that we possibly can, and it'd be perfectly awesome that way. And we'll do some fun things that way. All right, guys. So here's the deal. If you're a guest, we also like to welcome you. Thank you for being here. This is a podcast on building wealth now. What in the world is building wealth now? Guys, well, here's the thing: we don't just have to wait for wealth to happen when we're 65. We want to build it well. How do how, how do we build it now? That we can actually retire. Guys, there's a whole concept of being able to retire early. Fire. Financial independence. Retirement early. That's what I teach. That's what I'm talking about. And we do it through not investing in your traditional investments, Roth IRAs, 401Ks, mutual funds. Even though those are good, guys, they're not great. They're good but not great. Because there are ways that you can exponentially... Blow those types of investment vehicles out of the water, and it is through business systems centered around residual income. Now, here's the deal, guys. Here's the deal I'm not saying don't invest in those systems because I think you should, but I don't think those are necessarily our main focus if you want to retirement, want to have retirement now, or retirement early, and by retirement now, I don't mean like right this second. I mean, it does still take work, guys, and takes a lot of work, but here's the thing I would really I would hand over for any day of the week, build residual income business systems, hands down, over-investing in the whole world of uh, Roth IRAs, 401Ks, mutual funds, all that kind of stuff, Vanguard, you, you name it, S P 500, whatever. Now, again, I'm not saying I don't invest in those situations, because I certainly do. Okay? I certainly do. However... However, I know that let's just, let's just say, let's just say we go in the historic rate, we talked about this in the last episode, the historic rate of 12.5% of uh, the S&P 500, now, let me just put it this way, it is the historic, the historic rate of return. And the S&P 500. Guys, business systems revolving around residual income. I'm just going to tell you something. You you can do these things where hand over foot, you can get a 100% return annually, 500% return annually. You, you can build a return rate on those sometimes 1,500%. Now you're saying, well, Jason, this sounds too good to be true. Well, look, here's the deal. Don't ever buy into the phrase, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. That's foolishness. What you need to say and said, if it sounds too good to be true, go search it out. That is my business mantra. If it sounds too good to be true, go search it out. Never, ever, 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 ever say, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Don't ever say that. You've got to go look it up because you are going to miss some of the greatest business opportunities on earth because you say something foolish like that. That is not wise business investing. So I want to make sure that you understand that. Now, guys, business systems. If you want to have financial dependence, retirement early, businesses where you're saying, well, Jason, I think, you know, startups, they don't have a very good success rate. I think after five years or something like that, uh, don't they only have a 1% return rate of success? Yep. I didn't say it was going to be easy, but I'm going to tell you something. The rate of return of what people are doing right now in the traditional business system, such as Roth IRAs, 401Ks, all that kind of stuff, uh, is about the same re- same return rate of people actually being able to retire when they're 65. I'm just trying to... Listen, I am just trying to help you get there faster. For those of you who are actually willing to do the work... Whether that's whether that's mutual funds or whether that's businesses, here's the thing: Why don't we stack the deck, put things in our odds? Does that make sense? Why not stack the deck, put things in our yard, <laughs> in our odds, and run the table? So here's what I want to say to you guys, okay? And it, it, this is a perfect segue, guys. Here's the deal, okay? I, I want to say something to you that's absolutely crucial, important. That you... Okay, here's the thing. Those who live by the opinions of others are slaves. Can I say that again? Those who live by the opinions of others are slaves. And if you're going to do something out of the ordinary, which by the way, building businesses are is out of the ordinary... Being financially independent is being out of the ordinary. Retiring early is being out of the ordinary. And here's really the bigger thing I want to say about this. Doing things to become financially independent, doing things to build a business the right way, doing things to be able to have the ability to have retirement early is out of the ordinary. And so if you do something out of the ordinary... People are going to ridicule you. People are going to criticize you. People are going to say weird things against you. And here's the thing. They're going to say all kinds of things. They're going to be negative negative Nancy's, if you will. They're going to say all kinds of things negative towards you. And here's the deal. At the end of the day... If you fall under their opinions... You have become their slave. Right? You have become their slave. That's what I'm going to tell you. They're not paying your bills, and they're not feeding your retirement. Until they start paying your bills, until they start uh, paying for your retirement, then here's the thing. Don't listen to them. Guys, who should you listen to? You should listen to people who are financially successful. Look, if you're going to go into a business, don't talk to a person who's successful in mutual funds. Does that make sense? If you want to know about business and business success, go to talk to somebody who has true business success about business. If you want to go in drop shipping, don't talk to somebody who's not in drop shipping. Does that make sense to you? Hopefully it does. I shouldn't talk to a dentist about knee surgery. I need to talk to a dentist about dentist stuff and knee surgeon a knee surgeon about knee surgeon stuff. So I'm going to talk to somebody who's successful in mutual funds about mutual funds. I'm going to talk to somebody about drop shipping who's successful in drop shipping. I'm not going to talk to somebody who's successful in drop shipping about app development. Unless that person who's in drop shipping happens to be successful in both drop shipping and app development. If they're if I'm looking to develop apps, then I'm going to talk to a professional app developer who's been successful. Does that make sense? Guys, those who live by the opinions of others are slaves. It's not rocket science, guys, but I know we so often fall into it. And I don't want you to fall in that trap. Well, my friend says that that business does not work. Well, if they didn't have success in it, but there are people who are having success in that business, my suggestion is don't listen to the guy who's not having success. Learn from the people who are. I hear all the time, oh, well, that type of business doesn't work. Really? Well, there's people making it work and they're making hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars. So maybe it's just the, the crowd that you're hanging around with isn't the crowd you should be hanging around with. What we often say in this world is you're the average of the five people you hang around the most. Maybe it's that you need to get new people to hang around with. Right? Guys, I'm, I'm, I'm being blunt straight to the point, but here's the deal. Here's the deal. They're not paying your bills. You can't be a slave to their opinions. They're not ones building your retirement. If you, if you are interested in doing something, my recommendation is go and ask somebody who is a professional in that world and get their expert opinion or advice. Do not, do not, do not ask your friend Bob who lives in his mother's basement about things he doesn't understand. Guys, here's the thing. We use terms that we shouldn't use terms. We're thinking about different things. A business guy, if I say, well, he's in business and he works for corporate America, no, he's not a businessman. He's a corporate America man. I'm not going to ask a corporate America man about business. Yeah, he might make six digits in corporate America. If I want opinions about how to become a six-figure earner in corporate America, I'm going to go talk to that guy. I'm not going to talk to a business, uh, a corporate America guy about business because he's not a business guy, and he doesn't know business. By the way, I don't want to be in corporate America. I'm a six-figure earner deep into six figures in the business world because business gives me time and financial freedom now corporate America guys are stuck there for long treacherous hours I have no desire to do that I want financial independence I have financial independence I want to retire early I can because I build businesses does anyone understand? guys those who live by the opinions of others are slaves my encouragement to you today is don't live by the opinions of others. Because they're not paying your paycheck. They're not helping you retire. Hey, I hope this is an encouragement to you. This This is not a tip per se in the same typical way, tools, but it is. It is very much a tip. This is things that people often struggle with in the business world. Hope you have a great day. Check out our Facebook group. TheMasterAce.com is a growing Facebook group for entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs. And we talk about finances as well. Modern 2019 finances. I hope you have a fantastic day. Let's check this podcast episode out. Share it with a friend, let them know that you're appreciative of them and you want them to build wealth now as well. Hope you have a great day. We'll talk soon.